Hey sister, hey, I am just so beyond blessed and grateful that I get to spend time with you every single week in this podcast, where we're going to grow together in our faith and in our fitness journeys. We're going to be reminded each and every week of the truth God says about us and our bodies and honoring our temples, which honors him in return right? That being the focus of our fitness journey. In motherhood, we're going to talk mom life. We're going to talk faith. We're going to talk fitness. We're going to talk nutrition. We're going to dive into all of that, but God is always going to be the center of it all and grace because we all know we need a lot more of that because this is hard stuff. It is hard to put our faith in fitness at the first and the forefront of our journeys in this life as mamas and as women as all the different hats we wear. I am no expert. I'm just a fellow sister in Christ that is just so freaking passionate of helping you to remember what a gift your body is and how we can treat it as a temple. Let's get it. Let's go. Good morning, sweet sister. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you are listening to this today, it is Monday. The what is today? The 22nd of May. If you are listening to this later on, um, this is about Three days now post-op for me. I just went and had a surgery on my right knee, which I've talked about a couple different times now on the podcast, but that's, don't worry, that's not what this whole podcast is about today. Today I wanted to chat with you though about what to do when our fitness goals and plans aren't God's because I'm obviously in a season where my plans and my my goals and my ambitions and the things that I was really excited about continuing on in my journey are not going to look as though I wanted them to. Um, And so God has a different direction. He has a different plan. He has a different, I guess he just has a different future for me. And that's not something I was expecting. That's something that has made me a little bit angry and a little bit bitter. And honestly, sometimes a little bit jealous of my friends and girlfriends that I'm seeing that are able to still do the things that I wish I once was able to. And I had plans, had ambitions for lots of races and running lots of miles and being a quote unquote mother runner, as they call them. But that's not God's plan. And so I've had to kind of like, deal with that a bit and think about that. And since surgery, a doctor came in and those of you that follow me on social, you know that I shared that doc came in and he said, you know, your knee was actually a lot worse than what I had thought. You need to get your mind right for eventually having a knee replacement later on, like a total knee replacement later on down the road. And I just have all these thoughts of but why? I've taken such good care of my body, Lord. Like why, why are you allowing this to happen? And I went from that mindset this weekend to, okay, he has a plan. I don't need to fear my future because I know the author. I'm not scared of who's writing the pages because I know who the author is, right? Have you ever heard that quote before? And it's true. Why, Why would I be fearful and frustrated and ticked at my pages and my book and my story when I know who the author is? He is totally capable, totally able. Does that mean that I'm going to be able to run again? Probably not. Um, And I explained this today actually on my social media, but I've had quite a few of you reach out and you're so sweet and saying, you know, like, I'm just praying that God heals you completely so you're able to run again. But the fact of the matter is he went in and he discovered that the lateral and medial meniscus in my knee were pretty jacked up and he had to remove a lot of my meniscus and that meniscus really um, helps protect and cushions both the bones in the knee joint. So if you don't have that, 
I can't imagine that running is going to be very comfortable anyways, let alone enjoyable if it's painful. And yes, I could run once I'm fully healed in the next eight weeks. I could try to go run. And he told me that I could probably run more races. I could probably do 5Ks. I could probably, you know, occasionally run. But for how long am I willing to do that? And then it caused probably, you know, for the short term, I'm able to, sure. But long term, I'm going to end up having more complications earlier on. I'm going to continue having complications. So the best thing to do right now is just to do what the Lord wants me to. And that is to first, obviously, recover and rest and go through physical therapy and get that joint stronger. But the second thing is to maybe choose a different avenue to listen to him and obviously still move my body because that's the last thing that the doctor said he wants me to do. He said, I don't want you to be a couch potato. Like, I don't want you to not live an active lifestyle. I'm a doctor. I encourage you to be active, but your activity is just going to look a little bit different. It's not going to be that runner's high that you've loved for the last couple of years that you've really, really, you know, fallen back in love with because for a while I took off running because I had my babies and running really wasn't, I wasn't in a season where I could run, but then I fell back in love with it. But again, We all have seasons. So a scripture that I wanted to just go over with you real quick is Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a pretty well-known scripture, but I feel like it goes really well with what we're talking about. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. He has a plan for us. We don't always know what it is. We don't always understand it. It may even frustrate us and anger us and confuse us at times. But he has a plan and he knows much more than what we do. So we need to trust him. We need to trust that he does. He, he, we may not understand it, but he's not trying to harm us. He has a plan for hope and a future for us. And he's just trying to do what's best for us and to help us prosper. So what do we do, for instance, like if you've had a certain heart set or a certain mindset or you you thought of exactly what you wanted to do and maybe God let a, a curveball come in there, right? What do you do when that happens, when your plan doesn't align with what God's plan is for your fitness journey? Let's talk about this. Number one, we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful that we still have other options. Maybe the exact way that you were wanting to exercise or the exact way that your body and what your plan was for your nutrition, your body's not responding well to that. Maybe just because that one isn't the right one that God is saying you need to change these things doesn't mean that your, that your journey is ending. He's not saying stop taking care of your temple. He's not staying, saying stop moving your body. Just like the physician said to me, like, I don't want you to not be active. That would be a disservice for me to tell you to not be active because I could, I will probably have a knee replacement later on whether I'm active or not, to be honest. And why would I also become unhealthy by stop moving my body and stop eating well, you know, and and cause more health issues just because I'm not able to run? That is silly. So we need to be thankful that we have so many options in this life and so many options now today with, with fitness and exercise and health and wellness. We have literally options in our fingertips like everywhere. So that's the first thing. Be thankful. Also be thankful for new beginnings. I'm I'm honestly I've I've been through periods of time this weekend, this last weekend where I've kind of grieved like there was the middle of the night that I was struggling to sleep and I started crying because I was going through old videos and seeing how happy I was when I was running and looking through old pictures and that probably wasn't the best idea to do but I was grieving a little bit. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be upset even about something like this, like just something as silly as not being able to run and that being a huge passion of yours. Like it's okay to be upset. It's okay to grieve. But 
as I've gone through the weekend, I realize this gives me opportunity to reach more women. This gives me opportunity for me to have a new beginning, to me to have a fresh start, for me to be relatable because not every woman that comes into my online um, health and wellness ministry, my faith and fitness ministry online, into that community or gets to listen to the podcast or watches me on, on social media they're not, they were not at the same place I was with my health and fitness. Like I've been doing this for years. Maybe they're just starting, but guess what? God's gifting me an opportunity to start over so I can relate to you in that way. If you are someone that is just now starting, or if you're someone that's had to start over again, I'm going to be in that same boat. So we get to do this together. So God is granting me an opportunity to guide and mentor and be in this journey among you, like literally at the beginning, because I'm going to be starting over. This can take six to eight weeks, but it also can take four to six months for me to be able to get back to where I was and I to be able to to even to be able to do what I was able to do, not to get back to where I was, because I'm going to lose a lot of muscle during this time. I'm going to lose a lot of my conditioning. I'm going to lose a lot, but I haven't lost my body. I haven't lost the ability to move. I just have to do it at a different pace now. I have to do it in a different way. So we need to be thankful for new beginnings and new restarts and new opportunities for God to transform us in ways that maybe we wouldn't have had if we didn't have to start over, if we wouldn't have had a redirection in our plan of our fitness. Number two, we have to be open-minded, again, to new opportunities and to new growth. We talked a couple weeks ago on the podcast, I had a guest that was on, and she, we talked about not putting God in a box. How about we don't put fitness in a box? My husband and I were chatting about this and you know he's been super supportive and trying to make sure that my mindset's in the right place. He does get frustrated with me at times because I'm super freaking stubborn, super super stubborn. And I'm like, "But I but I want to run." He's like, "Well, Kels, that's not going to be an option." And it got me to thinking, I'm putting fitness in a box. Yes, I do lift I I do lift weights and I do do hit training and stuff, but Again, running was a separate thing for me. It was a very spiritual thing for me. It was a therapy. It was something that was very different than the other exercises I do. And I don't know how else to explain that. And runners will get that. I know you will. You'll understand what I'm saying. But I can't put fitness in a box of just running. I can still get and achieve results mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually through other ways of exercise. Am I going to be completely alone? Probably not. My kids are probably going to interrupt me a lot. (laughs) But on running, I was able to be completely alone. And that's one thing why it was so powerful for me is I was completely alone with the Lord, the road, and my body. But we need to be open-minded and not not put God in a box and not put fitness in a box because we have so many different options and opportunities and ways of new growth that he has in store for us. So that's number two. Number three is we need to pray asking him to give us discernment, to give us strength, to give us motivation, to give us inspiration. We need to pray. If we do not ask, we do not receive. That is in scripture. If you do not ask, you will not receive. Ask and you will receive. Like we, he knows every thought. He knows every feeling. He knows every emotion we are feeling, but that doesn't mean he doesn't want us to ask him. He literally wants us to humble ourselves and ask him for these things. I'm asking him right now to recover my heart to restore it, to help me feel whole again through him and not be so heartbroken in the fact that I cannot run. 
Because I did, like, I had thoughts on, I'm going to, you know, I even had thoughts on making sure that I had a local race that was created. I was going to, I was going to get with someone that had done sponsorships and stuff and, and try to work on someone to help me do a race for autism for Daxton. Like, I was really, like, thinking about all these races throughout the years that I was going to start doing because I had gotten back into that racing mentality and that training mentality. But God was like, eh, nope. No, we've got different plans for you, Kels. There are different things that are happening and your one part of your body, your knee is not going to enable you to be able to do those things. And you could, you could, but what is your goal? Your goal is longevity. In the moment, yes, again, I could run the races. I could start running again after my knee completely heals. But how, for how long is that going to last? I want to be able to be as active as I possibly can be for my children and for my spouse and for myself for as long as I absolutely can be and be utilized by the Lord at my utmost potential. Whatever he wants me, however he wants to utilize me, I want to be able to have the energy, the endurance, the perseverance, the condition of my body. I want to be able to be utilized in any way, shape, or form for as long as I can. And if I go out and run... I don't know if that's going to be caring for my temple in the way that I should be. Maybe that will change. Maybe doctor will change his mind through therapy. He'll see how well I'm doing and he'll they'll do rescans. I don't know how all that works, but he'll do rescans of my knee maybe. I, I don't know and see how I'm doing. And maybe he'll say, yeah, running's a go. But for right now, that's literally probably not an option because I will do more damage than I will do good long term. So We need to pray asking for Christ to give us discernment, to give us strength, to give us motivation, to give us the opportunities to show us what we need to do next in our fitness journey, okay? Number four, we're going to need to pivot and make up our mind that this is not the end. This is just a new beginning. You have to be open-minded, and that kind of goes with um, number two, but we have to pivot. We're not ending our journey. We're just pivoting. We're We're just starting a new direction, If you start doing something and you realize in your journey that it's not going the way you thought it should be or it's not getting you the results that you thought it would be or you're not feeling good in it or you're struggling in it or it's just not giving you joy and it's not working out, that doesn't mean you end your journey. That means you make a pivot. Maybe you're someone that struggles with fibromyalgia or arthritis, osteoarthritis, or you struggle with other um, autoimmune disorders or diseases or sickness. Maybe your body is not capable to do the things that you want to do, but does that mean you throw in the towel completely or does that mean you just find an avenue that is better for your temple and that you know that God would would more appreciate you doing? Does that make sense? We don't just throw in the towel. I also want to apologize if I sound like I'm slurring my words or if I'm a little bit groggy. Um, I've obviously been on some medications to help with my pain so I can get up and move around a little bit with my boys um, and help Ethan and stuff. But for the majority of the time, I am resting and not doing a whole lot right now. So I'm a bit groggy, okay? So I apologize for that. But we're going to just pivot. That's what we're going to do. And then number five is we're going to ask others for prayer during this time of our plans being kind of discombobulated and not what we thought our fitness journey was going to be like. We're going to ask for others for prayer because where there are two or three gathered in his name, he is amidst them. That is in Matthew 18, 20. I think it's 18, 20. It's either 18, 20 or 18, 20, 28. But Matthew 18, 20, where there are two or three gathered in my name, I am amidst them. God is amidst us. If we are praying together, if we are asking for others to pray with us, to pray for us, 
When two or three gather in his name, he is amidst them. And there is power in prayer. There's power power in prayer and community. And you need to not be too prideful to ask for prayer. Please don't be prideful. Ask for prayer. Ask others to pray with you, to pray for you, to pray among you. Okay? So again, what do we do when our fitness goals and our plans aren't God's? Number one, we be thankful. We be grateful. We thank him for this body. We thank him for the opportunity to have different options. We thank him for different kinds of exercises. We thank him for new beginnings. Number two, we make sure that we're open-minded to new opportunities and new growth that he has for us. Number three, we're going to pray asking him for the discernment, for the discipline, for the strength, for the motivation, for the inspiration. Because when we ask, we can receive. When we don't ask, we don't receive. Okay? Number four, we're going to pivot We're not going to just stop. We're going to pivot. We're going to start a new direction. And we're going to ask the Lord again to guide us and give us discernment on which way we are to pivot. Number five, we're going to ask others for prayer because there is power in prayer. And with this episode, I also want to bring up the idea of tracking. Why tracking is so important and why I think that during this season in my journey, tracking is going to be very, very important because Yes, I've been pretty good about my nutrition, and yes, I have a pretty healthy relationship with food when it comes to um, meal prepping and planning and allowing myself things that are off my meal plan so that I can have a healthy relationship with food, but now that I'm not going to be as active, it's not that I'm going to become obsessed with my nutrition and my intake, but I do want to be a little bit more mindful because... I know for me personally, if I gain a bunch of weight during this time, that's not going to help me mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Now, my body is going to change a little bit because I'm not going to be near as active as what I was before this, right? My strength is going to go way down. I'm going to lose a lot of muscle tone. I'm going to lose a lot of muscle mass. I may even gain some weight fat-wise. That's okay. It's just a part of my season. It's a part of my journey. I get that. But we also can be very mindful of what we're putting into our temple and how we're caring for our temple in that way. And that's where tracking comes in. I have developed and published a planner on Amazon that is called the Grace Lit Life Planner. It is not only a weekly and monthly planner for all your schedules and all your to-dos and all your appointments, but it's also a planner that helps you track your nutrition, track your water, and track your daily exercise. Tracking is super important. And another thing about the planner that's so important and so exciting is that it's all faith-based. It's all Christ-like. Because we're, we're making sure that we're focusing on scripture. Each week we have a, a weekly devotional that we focus on in there. And you, every month you have a scriptural focus. So you can go back every single day of the month and read that scripture. Engrave it on your heart. Engrave it on your mind. And make sure it's something that you're continuously putting in your head. Okay? And on your heart. So that Christ can be the center of our fitness journey in all aspects. And in, in all aspects of our life. Because fitness and our life and God is not separated. It's all in one. Okay, that's what the that's what the fitness, the planner, devotional fitness tracker is all about. The Grace Lit Life Planner. And I will link that in the show notes for you so that you have availability to that and you can access that. Um, but I created that so that we can keep Christ at the center of all of it. Okay? Tracking. Tracking is super important because say something is not working well for you. Say that you do see that the scale continues to trend upwards, right? Not saying getting obsessed about the scale, not saying that you can should continue continue to weigh yourself 24-7 and be obsessed in that way. But just simply writing down what you're having for each meal or what nutrition plan you have followed for that day and checking that off 
If you start to see a, a trend that you are, you know, your weight is gaining, right? Slowly but surely you are gaining more weight or maybe you are losing and maybe that's not something you want to do. You don't want to lose weight or maybe you're feeling really, really good and you want to make sure that you're tracking what you are doing because later on, if you have any kind of changes, you'll be able to look back and see, okay, what worked for me and what didn't. That's why I really, really love this, this uh, devotional fitness tracker planner in the Gracelet Life Planner because you're able to track your water intake. You're able to track your nutrition each day. You're able to track your movement each day. And when things are going well for you, you know what works well for you because you have written it down. You know. When things are not going so well for you, you can look back and you can say, okay, what did I do this week that maybe I could change up for next week or for next month? Like maybe you've gone through the whole month and you're like, okay, I don't feel the greatest. I don't feel like there was a lot of changes that occurred. What can I tweak? But guess what? You have it all recorded and it's all data right there for you in the Gracelet Life Planner. I'm going to be using the Gracelet Life Planner a lot more. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Deeply, effectively, not efficiently, but I'm going to be really deep diving into tracking my nutrition, not becoming obsessed. I'm not going to track calories or anything like that because that's not what I do, but I just really want to be mindful of how I'm fueling my temple, one, for recovery and being able to restore my joint, okay, and being becoming strong again um, because that's nutrition is very important with the healing process, but number two, because I want to be able to track, okay, Am I mindlessly snacking out of depression? Am I mindlessly eating because I'm bored? Because that is one thing that I am concerned about is like I, I during my surgeries in high school, when I had my two ACL surgeries, I was pretty depressed and I would eat just out of depression. That's not a healthy habit to develop. I don't want to start that. So I'm going to start tracking in my planner a lot more diligently and a lot more deeper than I have been because I kind of had exercised, you know, to, to count on. To move, moving my temple more, I didn't have to be as, I don't want to say strict, because I've never been really strict with my nutrition, being on this 80-20 rule, 80% of clean eating, 20% of fun, but I just want to be more diligent. I want to make sure I'm aware. I want to make sure that I'm, yeah, just being aware with what I'm fueling my body with, what I'm fueling my temple with, because I don't want to develop some of those unhealthy habits that I had in college, some of those unhealthy habits that I had in late high school. Because I'm in a different phase of life. I want my kids to be able to view and see that mommy has a healthy relationship with food and with her body because that does trickle on down to them, moms. Whether you have boys or you have girls, the way that you view exercise, the way you view food, the way you view your body is going to affect your children. And that's important to make sure that you have a healthy relationship with your body, with your temple, with your food, and with exercise. Okay? That is all I have for you today. I hope that was helpful in any way, shape, or form. And please do not, do not forget Jeremiah 29, 11, and then Matthew 18, 20. And I am just so blessed, again, that I get to be on this journey with you. I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to have this podcast and that God has blessed me with this podcast. And he's blessed me with this new part of my journey that I can be on alongside you. I love you so much. If this inspired you, if this gave you any kind of um, inspiration or motivation, or you just love 
hearing my hearing my groggy voice today <laughs> and being tired and kind of loopy. If you love this podcast, if you love this episode, please do not hesitate to write a review, to rate the podcast, and make sure that it gets to other women on this platform. They can hear what God has to say through my lips and through my lungs, through my mouth, um, and then also share on your stories and let me know what stuck out to you most on today's podcast. I love you so much, sister. Let's get it. Let's go.